Praise the Lord. Please be seated. God bless you. Good morning and uh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome to the first service uh, after the COVID-19. That's our faith. That's our faith. We trust God that within a few weeks, God will put an end to this uh, pandemic by the special grace of God. So we have to speak by faith. If God has kept me, has kept you thus far, trust me. There is nothing that the COVID and the pandemic can do against any one of us again. The worst is over. I said the worst is over. Praise the Lord. I want to congratulate you uh, that you are not part of the statistics that they counted and said, oh, that so-so-so brother, that so-so-so sister used to be part of us, but now he or she died of COVID. We give God the praise that that is not your portion. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So welcome. Welcome to the first service. And for those that are watching online, welcome. I pray that God Almighty will bless you as you listen, as you watch in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. All right, we started a series on our teaching, Turning Your Pain Into Gain. How to Turn Your Pain Into Gain. Last week, I took you through the foundation and uh, I told you how to respond when you have a bad experience, when you are in pain, don't respond like Moses. Moses threw up an anger and he lost it because he was going through a bad experience. Don't respond like Elijah. Elijah told God and said, I'm not fit to live because I'm in pain. Take my life. Don't be like some people that will ignore that problem and that pain. But I said, please turn that pain and turn that problem completely to God, like Jabez in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. And I said that every one of us will go through one pain or the other. I've gone through mine, I share my experience to you, how I went through a terrible, severe constipation for almost eight weeks. I still have to preach, I still have to minister. But nobody knew except my wife. To get up from that chair would take me a few seconds. And if I stand, it would take me a few minutes to sit down. But the moment I stand on the pulpit, I will not feel that pain. Very severe pain. Every one of us will go through our own pain. Then I said also, there is no man or woman that likes pain. I don't know about you. I hate pain. Uh, the, uh, the prayer of one of my pastor friends, every time we are praying, he said, I always tell God, God, if I'm going to die, don't let me die in pain. Take me away, not in sickness. Take me away in my sleep. I think it's better that way. If you see people that are in pain, you want to pray for them. I know the doctors understand what I'm talking about. Pain is not good. But guess what? Pain is mandatory. But suffering is optional. Pain is what? Mandatory. We will all go through pain. Women, either you like it or not, you are the lovers of children, you have to go through pain. <laughs> that is the beauty of pain. Pain brings out gain 
it brings out reward. It brings out benefit. Hallelujah. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you part two. I'm going to be telling you a story of an individual in the Bible that turned his pain into gain. That turned his own problem into blessing. That turned his hatred and bitterness into prosperity and posterity. Turn your Bible with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 2, I read verse 12. The Bible says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will do what we deny us. So it is established that we Christians, we go through suffering. Now, the suffering that the Bible is talking about is not affliction. It's not punishment. All right, now, some, when you talk about suffering, you are talking about a, a situation that is not comfortable, a condition that is not comfortable to a child of God. That is part of suffering. I mean, you are believing God for a vehicle, or you are believing God for a job, or you are believing God for a pro promotion, and for a long time you have tarried in that place of prayer. The Bible calls it suffering. So the suffering we are talking about here is not an affliction. It's not a physical uh, affliction on a Christian. So it is established that you and I will go through our suffering. I said last week that unfortunately, Pastors, ministers of God, don't balance the scripture for we believers. When I got born again, they told me, Jesus will give you bread and butter. Jesus will give you house. Jesus will give you your own wife. Jesus will give you everything. Of course, that is true. Now, I got born again. Three, four, five years. All these benefits that they have used to entice me into salvation were far from it. Then I went to my father and the Lord. I said, sir, I'm sorry to say, someone is telling a lie here. He said, no, it's not a lie. It's by faith. I said, really? So you cajoled me to be saved. He said, no, that is the truth. But guess what? To balance the scripture, we need to understand that even though God has promised us all these benefits, part of the benefits that come with it are suffering and pain. Why? Because even Jesus, our master, went through his pain. Even though he has bore the pain and the suffering on our behalf. Beloved, for as long as you are still flesh and blood, you will go through pain. It is established. So let me tell you the story of this lad. Let us take our also test from Genesis 37, verse 5. The story of the man we know very well. Genesis 37, verse 5. A young lad of about 12 years old, he had a dream. God gave him a, a, a gift of a dream. And the Bible says in Genesis 37 verse 5, And Joseph dreamed what? A dream. And he told that dream to his brethren, and they hated him yet more. They hated him because of his gift. They hated him because of his talent. They hated him because of his skills. They hated him because there is a grace and a special anointing upon him. Let me just announce to someone that is watching, that is listening today. If you are being persecuted and being hated as a result of your talent and your skill, please 
The Lord God is the one that will fight for you. Don't fight. The Bible says vengeance is mine. So they hated Joseph without any cause because of his gift. They just hate him. Have you found some friends that looks at you and they tell you, are you the only one that wants to shine? Are you the only one that, is, that, that wants to make it? Why is it that God is just blessing you? Listen, they cannot understand. Because you are a child of God. You carry the anointing of God. You carry the grace of God. Tell them to be born again first. Then they will enjoy the privilege that you are going through. They hated Joseph. In Genesis 37 verse 24 to 28. Genesis 37 verse 24. And they took him and cast him into where? Into a pit. And the pit was empty and there was no water in it. The Bible said in Genesis 26, And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelite. Brothers selling brothers. Because of bitterness and hatred. It's happening. I've heard of brothers kidnapping their sisters and siblings because of money. I've heard of parents killing their children because of prosperity. It is happening. They sold their blood brother to slavery because of hatred. <laughs> In Genesis 39, verse 2 to 3, that is the first pain that Joseph went through. They sold him into slavery, the first pain. In Genesis 39, verse 2 to 3, Genesis chapter 39, verse 2 to 3, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master. <laughs> he was in the house of his master. The what? The Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Listen, you cannot destroy the life of the anointed. You cannot destroy the life of someone that is operating under the grace of God. Someone that is operating under the grace of God may go through problems and challenges, but it's a matter of time. Grace will speak at the end. So it doesn't matter the persecution that you are going through as you are listening to me. It doesn't matter what the enemy is throwing at you. It doesn't matter what the world is saying concerning you. It is a matter of time. You are coming out better in the name of Jesus. So they sold him to slavery. In the house of his master, the Lord was with him. Beloved, all you need is God. <laughs> all you need is the presence of God. When you are a carrier of his presence, God will preserve you and protect you. You need his presence. All right? In Genesis 39, verse 7 to 20, the second pain he went through. Right in the house of his master. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master would not what is with me in the house. And he had committed all that he had to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither had he kept back anything from me but you, the wife. Because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. The Bible says, and this woman, the wife of Potiphar, was putting pressure on Joseph. Lie with me. You are an handsome man. Lie with me. In verse 7, in verse 12. And she caught him by his garment because they were alone. 
saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in his hand and fled. And that was the second pain of Joseph. Because of that, the Bible said, she shouted, come and see. Come and see what the Egyptians has done to me. He has raped me. Did Joseph rape her? Did Joseph committed that rape? He didn't. But the Bible said, and Joseph was in prison for the sin he never committed. Pain number two. Did you see how the righteous are suffering now? So if you are going through pain and you are the righteous, you have not committed any sin. No, you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not going through that pain and that issues and problem because you have committed a sin. Please don't let the devil cheat you of your blessing. The righteous will go through pain. Pain number two, he was in prison for a sin he never committed. <laughs> in Genesis 40, verse 1 to 12. And right in the prison, when you read Genesis chapter 40, verse 1 to 12, in the prison, two people had a dream, the butler and the baker. And because of the gift of interpretation of dream, listen to this. Many of you seated, you need to go back to God to open your eyes, to show you the skills that will prosper you. Sometimes it is not what you determine to do and choose to do in life that will bring prosperity. It might be the skills, it might be the talents and the gift. That is why the Bible says the gift of a man will do what? We make room for him. Right in the prison, they made him the head of the prisoner. And there, two people had a dream. The butler and the baker. These two people used to be with Potiphar in the palace. One way or the other, they did something wrong and they were in prison. And right there, there was nobody to interpret that dream in Genesis 40, verse 1 to 12. Then suddenly Joseph said, why are you people troubled? What is your problem? I had a dream and this is my dream. And the other said, I had a dream. This is my dream. Let me read that, please. The Bible says, and Joseph came into, unto them in the morning and looked upon them. And behold, they were sad. And they said unto him, we had a dream. And there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, do not interpretation belong to God. Tell me, I pray. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said in his dream, behold, a vine was before me and he said his own dream. And then also the baker also shared his own dream. Praise the Lord. Now, do you know what happened? After that interpretation of dream, both of them, their dreams came to pass according to the interpretation of Joseph. All right? The baker, I think it was the baker that was released now, the butler. It was the baker that was killed. The butler was released. Now, when he got to the palace in Genesis chapter 41, and he was serving Pharaoh. Suddenly, Pharaoh also went into trance and he had a dream. And Pharaoh called all these magicians. He called all these people together and he told them, I'm going to kill you people if nobody can interpret this dream. Guess what? Throughout the nations of Egypt, nobody could interpret the dream with all their knowledge and their wisdom. And that was about almost three years when the butler had been released. Suddenly, the Bible said, 
he remembered Joseph, pay number three. Let me announce to you, you have done good for some people and they have rewarded you with evil. In fact, you have been so kind to some people and now you are in need, they have forgotten you. Don't worry. God is going to vindicate you. They, they forgot about Joseph. And the statement of Joseph to those two butlers and the beggars is, when it is well with you, please remember me. They forgot about him in the prison. So, the partner said, I remember I've done something bad. There is a lad that interpreted my dream between Butler and Baker, and they came to reality. And the Bible says, Pharaoh ran, and they brought Joseph. Before they brought him, they shaved him. They put on a royal garment on him, and they dressed him, and they brought him to the palace. <laughs> In Genesis 41, verse 9, Genesis chapter 41, verse 9. Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. I pray for you, that man and that woman, that God has destined to help you. Wherever they are, they will not know rest until they help you. Amen. Oh, you didn't understand what I'm saying. Amen. Until when you come across your destiny helper, you may tarry long in the place of need. There is a man that is a woman that have the money that you need. There is a brother and sister somewhere in the world that you need to connect to for that business. <laughs> I was doing business in Nigeria about 30 years ago. My father and the Lord told me and said, you are doing business, you are busy, but you are not making it. That is not business. Being busy is not business. He said, go and pray this prayer. Anywhere my destiny helper, connect me to, connect me to those, my destiny helper. I prayed for almost a year. A year and a half after. I got to a place I never knew my family would ever been to. The highest place in my country. The highest place. I don't want to mention it. The highest place took me there. Very young man. God connected and that was it. Anyone that is holding your money, anyone that is holding your finance, anyone that is holding your blessing, wherever they are, God Almighty will release them and they will be connected to you in the name of Jesus. So, the butler remember, and Joseph came to the palace and he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. And suddenly, Pharaoh said, since there is no man that can do this for me, I make you the prime minister of Egypt. I hand over half of this, this nation. I hand over everything to you except my palace and my wife. Take control, take stock. So, an illegal immigrant, Egyptians, illegal immigrant Israelite, became a prime minister in Egypt who says God cannot take you to where you are destined to be. Color or no color, it has nothing to do with where God is taking you. So, Joseph was made the prime minister of Egypt. Now, how did Joseph turn his pain to passion? First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3. The book of First Peter chapter 3, verse 17. The Bible says, For it is better if the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing, that for evil doing. It is the will of God for Joseph to go through it. 
It is the will. Listen, you may pray against it, but if it is the will of God for you to pass through those situations, you will go through them. You may fast. You may come to crusade. You may come to church. You may be anointed. If it is the will of God for you to go through those situations, you will pass through it as an experience. How did Joseph turn his pain to passion? Genesis 42. In Genesis 42, verse 5 to 10, the Bible says, And the brethren of Joseph came. They wanted to come and buy food because there was scarcity and recession in Israel. And their father said, I had that in Egypt. There is surplus. Go and buy food so that we will not die. In Genesis 42, verse 5 to 10. Genesis chapter 42, verse 5 to 10, I read. The Bible says, and the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came. For the famine was in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was the governor over the land. Joseph was the governor. Joseph they sold into slavery. Joseph that was in prison. Joseph that they wanted to kill. Joseph that they hated. Now this was about 17 years after. So Joseph was about 30 years old. Because it was 13 years when they sold him into slavery. So there was no way they could recognize him. There was no way they, they, they have no idea, they have no clue that Joseph was still alive. They can't, uh, they, 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 they never had that idea. Because they know they've sold him to slavery, they forgot. Do you know that sometimes when people do evil things against you, they are forgotten. They have. They have. And the Bible says in verse 7, Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them. Joseph knew them but he did not know Joseph because they had beard. They expect him to have beard like them. But he has changed. He's now married. He's now seated in the palace. He's in a royal place. He's seated in his place of majesty. They don't don't have the clue. But Joseph knew them. And the Bible says Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed. And he said, you are spies. In verse 10. And they said, no, my Lord. And in verse 12. And they say, you have come to see the nakedness of this land. They said, no, that is not why we are here. If you read further, the Bible says, and they lie down before Joseph. Remember Genesis 37 verse 5. The dream was that Joseph saw about 12 ships and they all made obeisance. They lie down and they were prostrating before one of them. And the dream of Joseph was fulfilled after 17 years. Of suffering and pain. But when you read further in Genesis 42, verse 25, the Bible says, Then Joseph commanded to fill their sack with corn and to restore every man's money to the sack and to give them provision for the way and thus. Look up, listen to me. Now that you have seen your enemy, if you are the one, what will you do? I'm asking you a question. It's an opportunity to kill and die. Ah! You sold me into slavery. You wanted to kill me. Retaliation. Bitterness. Anger. Boiling in your heart. No. Joseph did not do that. The Bible said he filled their sack with food. Ah! May God take you to a level where you begin to feed your enemy. It's not easy. 
<laughs> for people that meant evil against you. And you know now you have the opportunity. You have the power to imprison them. But you choose not. That is humility. Number two. In, 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 he fed his enemy. That is how he turned his pain to passion. Genesis 43 verse 28. Genesis 43 verse 28. The Bible says, And they answered, Thy servant our father is in good health. He is yet alive. And they bowed down their heads and made obedience to, to Joseph. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 43 verse 28 to 29, the, the dream of Joseph was fulfilled. In verse 30 to 33, And Joseph made haste, for his bowels did the end upon his brother. He sought where to weep, and he entered into his chamber and wept there. He cried. He couldn't take it anymore. He knew them, but he did not know him. It's meant to retaliate. It's meant to to, to take vengeance. It's meant to take revenge. It's meant to, to, to imprison them. He has the right to arrest them. But he left their presence and went to a place to, to weep. Oh God, Joseph must be a very humble, righteous man. A man filled with it. Only a man filled with the Spirit of God can do that. To forgive your enemy. And he ran and cried from his wicked brothers. In verse 33, he even called them for dinner. Now the Lord has prepared a table before me. In the presence of what? My enemy. If God has given you victory over your enemy, don't kill them. Don't pray a prayer of killing them. Let God handle them. Joseph was able to turn his hatred to pain, to forgiveness, passion towards his brother. Instead of abuse, revenge, hatred, arrest, and retaliation. Genesis 45, verse 7 and 8. Listen to this as a roundup. Genesis 45, verse 7 and 8. Joseph told his brethren, and he appeared to them, I am Joseph that you have sold into slavery. And they were afraid. You had Joseph say, I am Joseph. And he wept. Look at what he said. He said, and God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So now, it was not you that sent me to this suffering. God only used you. It was not you that sent me through this problem. God only used you. Are you listening to me? So if you are going through pain, disappointment, rejection, abuse, turn it to God. It's a stepping stone to a higher glory for you. Hey, so now it was not you. He, he said, but God, he, he had made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. That is Joseph speaking. You may think you have hated me, you have killed me. No. There's a reason for it. God sent me here to prepare the nations of Israel. If you are, did not send me to, to, to Egypt, if you did not send me to that slave, the whole of Israel and my family will die of hunger. Even though I went through that pain, I went through that trouble, yet God have used you to take me to palace. It turned his hatred, it turned his bitterness into gain. Facts about forgiveness. Forgiveness releases you. It creates freedom and brings peace of God into your heart. Forgiveness 
Holding on to offenses is like putting yourself into bondage. Unforgiveness blocks blessing. Forgiveness releases blessing. Forgiveness will not change the past, but can enlarge the future. Forgiveness gives you opportunity to start a fresh old relationship. I close by this, James chapter 1, and I, t- I read a story of a man. As I round up, James chapter 1, verse 12. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive what? The crown of life. How many of you wants to receive the crown of life? Then you have to go through suffering and temptation. He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. When you read Genesis 50, verse 17,